Welcome to Paws and Perros. If you are a dog, cat, or animal lover, this is the show for you. Have you ever wondered how to foster animals, how to begin an animal rescue or pet-based business when you don't have the time, or simply how to become the best pet owner out there? Well, search no more. My name is Raquel Sid. I'm from New York City, Dominican-American, and I've been fostering since 2018 with no formal dog or cat experience. Each week, I'll deconstruct the world of animal rescue. You'll get to hear from me and the amazing people who are saving furry lives, impacting humans, and how you can do it too. We need more doers in the world, and this podcast will equip you with the how so you can focus on your why. To our cuddle friends, this is for you. Hola mi gente, on today's episode of Paws and Perros, we have Asal, creator of Gratitude Grams, human connection events. She is a burnout and wellness coach, a trained oncology pharmacist, and a dog mom of a rescue Morky named Chance. Asal, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for the warm introduction. I'm excited to be here today. How are you? I'm doing great and I'm thrilled to connect with you because I just won just from when we met in California. I loved your energy. And then I got to meet Chance in person. So that was really sweet. I'm excited we're connecting today. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I want to start off with, first, for those who are listening and might not know, what is a Morky? That's a great question. So a Morky is, it's a dog that's half Yorkshire Terrier, half Maltese. So they're known as Morkies. They're hypoallergenic. They're about 10 pounds, no bigger than that. And they're really, really cute. A lot of energy. Yeah, I second on the cuteness. (laughs) Why did you decide to adopt Chance? So I decided to adopt Chance because he came into my life. I know that sounds quite cliche, but basically what ended up happening was uh, a good friend of mine reached out to me and said, hey, this stray dog doesn't have a family and he's gone through a lot and he's so happy and go lucky and his personality matches yours and I think you would be a great fit for this puppy being his owner and at the time I had just started my residency and I had a lot going on but I couldn't there was just something that pulled me in so the moment I met the dog I fell in love and we just had this connection and I said okay he's gonna be my new best friend I love that. And were you even thinking of getting a dog at the time? No, not at all. I knew at some point in my life I would have a dog. I got him when I was 26. So I knew at some point I would have a dog. And it just so happened that Chance walked into my life sooner than than expected. Okay, that's awesome. I'm so happy you were open to it and that you were able to at that time. Because the amount of times that people introduce a dog to me or like tell me about a dog and I'm like, I'll, I'll text it to my husband. And I'm like, can we please, even though I know it's not the right time. So then I have to, I, he walks me to reality like now is not, and I know, and I wouldn't be a responsible owner for getting a dog just on a whim, but it's so like, it, it's so awesome that it was the right time for you. And obviously you kept him and it all worked out. It, yeah. And I have to say, I have to thank my family because, you know, being a resident, it, it's, it's it's a very time-consuming, and also being in healthcare, it's very time-consuming. The, the hours are long. I'll be completely transparent. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. The minute I brought him home, like, I got him groomed, and I surprised my parents. They had no, no one had an idea that I was bringing this puppy home. And I knew that if I did, they would convince me 
to not take the dog, but I took him anyways. Yes. No, I'm glad you're being honest because this is some of the things that's important for people who are considering getting an animal, whether it's a dog or a cat. Uh, Sometimes they don't know what to expect until they have them. So yeah, you were doing your residency. So can you talk to me a little bit about that time? Because how did you... Yeah. How did you manage? It sounds like maybe your family helped, but how did you manage like you were doing your residency and then also having to walk him and maybe train him because he was new to your home? Yeah. So at that time, basically what I did was I I was I lived in the Inland Empire and I would come on the weekends to the Los Angeles area where my parents live during the week, like an average day, what it would look like in the mornings. I would walk the dog. I would go to work all day and then I would come and take care of him. Thankfully, my neighbor had access to my keys and he would take my dog out and walk him. And also my sister and I think it was her boyfriend at the time. They're married now. But they would also go and pick up the pup and they would walk him and take care of him until I would come home. After about a few months of doing that, my mom, she made this, she just offered. She's like, well, why don't you leave him here at the house with me and see how he does? Because they didn't want, we didn't want to leave the dog home alone while I was at work. And so we gave that a shot. My parents were attached to me. I mean, they were already attached to the dog. Initially, it was really hard for him. He, the dog actually had a hard time separating from me because I was his, I was the one who rescued him. And when you rescue an animal, they, they do become attached to their owners. I had to make sure that leaving the dog with my mom was going to be some something that where he felt safe. And my mom is incredibly loving. I mean, it's gotten to a point where she cooks food for the dog every few days. Like it's her little grandchild. That's her grandson. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning, he was, he was not even six months old. I just wanted to make sure that leaving him wouldn't result in extended periods of feeling neglected or if the dog had separation anxiety like that would linger on throughout his life because he was such, he was still a baby the way I worked it out with my mom we just kind of slowly would leave him at longer period, increments of time like I would be gone for like a day or two and then I'd come back and then a few days and then it extended out to five days every five days I was back home so it wasn't too challenging to take care of him at that time because my mom was fully at home and she was open to taking care of okay so yeah so shout out to your mom for that support especially yeah during such a challenging time in or a busy and demanding time in your life while you were doing your residency so when your friend told you about chance what information did they know about him because you mentioned stray yeah so all they knew that this dog was my friend's girl i'll tell you this is the line it gets quite long Friends, girlfriends, sisters, best friends, neighbors, dog. I think five or six degrees of separation. And these neighbors had did not take good care of the dog. They had the dog when he was, they got him when he was a puppy and he was left outside. They were moving and they were going to drop the dog to the shelter. And instead they... The neighbor and her best friend, basically, they they asked the neighbors, can we take your dog? They were like, yeah, take it. So they, they were sheltering the dog for about a week until my friends came across me, and that's when I took Chance home. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm glad they stepped in because that's horrible, and, you know, sometimes owners like that are not willing to give up the dog, and sometimes they'll, yeah, it, there's a lot of sad cases like that. So this is a happy one. 
So that is great. And also what I discovered, I mean, I immediately took him to the pound the first day I got him. He, you know, he again, he was around six months old. No, no vaccines. He had ear infections. He was dirty. I mean, he had never gotten a haircut or a shower. I mean, the poor pup really was neglected. I felt really, really bad. Six months old, like you'd think, oh my goodness. Okay, so thank you. That's what the vet said around six months. I think he might, he may have been even younger, but... Yeah, like such a short, young age and not and being neglected. So that definitely was not a good case. So you hadn't had a dog before. Never um, had a dog, no. Okay, so can you share maybe like one to three things that were like surprising to you in owning a dog? One is they really are, they, they, they become your best friend. He is my best friend. I mean, like the dog is number one on my priority list all the time. I love my dog. So that's something that surprised me because I didn't, I love animals, but I didn't think I'd have such a deep love for my pup. The second is they, they really do have personalities and I didn't know like his, how he grew up to become, he, he, he's feisty. I mean, you've met him. He has, he has a personality. So I think that that was really surprising for me. The last would be, I think, just like the deep connection you have with the animal. Because they they really get to know you. They sense you. If you're feeling down or if you're feeling really happy or if you're excited or you're, they feel it. They sense it. And it's kind of this back and forth communication that's not, that's nonverbal. You know, to have your own dog and to create a daily relationship with this living being that's what I experienced that was really surprising. And it's been one of the best, best decisions of my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. I have heard multiple people say that, that they're just so surprised by that deep connection, especially if you've loved animals, but you're not like animal obsessed. And then you get an animal or a pet and then you're just like, wait a minute, how is this possible? And, and then they feel they get to know you as well and they can pick up on things if you're sad. And so it's just amazing. And it just really goes to show that they're sentient beings as well. Do you have any words of like wisdom for somebody who's considering adopting or getting a dog? I would say when there's a will, there's a way. So don't let your doubts and fears get the best of you. I think animals really do become your family. They are family. And um, if you're considering it, um, what I would say is find just a few friends or family members that are there to potentially support you if you need the support, um, and go for it. Like really don't think twice because like I said, when there's a will, there's a way. And these animals are going to, if if you can give the bare minimum of feeding them and loving them and providing a safe home for them it's better than being in a shelter or potentially getting killed. And so, so I think that, and, and they, they just, bring, they just, they just add so much to your day, your day, your activities. Um, they're pretty understanding for the most part. And if you train them well and learn to have that mutual respect with you and the animal, it's, it's your dog. It's, um, it's something, it's a really sweet experience to have during your lifetime. Yeah, I love that. I I definitely agree with that. It is such a beautiful experience to have that not everybody gets to have. And like what you said, if you can obviously provide those 
very basic resources. In addition to that, it's like opening your heart to them, that mutual respect. Oh my goodness. It's like, it's just so much you get in return. I, they really do light up your, I have yet to meet someone who will get as excited as my family dog to see us come through the door. Like you could have left five minutes ago and they're like, where have you been? Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who greets you like that? <laughs> exactly. It's the dog. The dog, the dogs are the best. Yeah, it's like, I don't know who greets, imagine being greeted like that, like if you just left for five minutes or... And then every time, like every time you leave and every time you come back, they're like so excited to see you, like they haven't seen you in months. It's so beautiful. My goodness. Yeah, I love that so much. And I know that you, when it comes to gratitude and and I actually listened to your TED Talk, which was great, by the way. Yeah, I... I'll put it in the show notes for those of you listening. It doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with dogs, but I do think it gives a very important message about gratitude. And, you know, it shows in your work with, you know, you are um, a gratitude coach. And so I feel that the message you shared is just so important. And with dogs, for me, I feel like they do ground me and they do help me kind of remember like the little things and just help me appreciate life in a different way. I'm curious if for you, Chance has helped you with gratitude in any way. Absolutely. I think, I think one of the biggest things that, and I, and I remind myself literally daily when I'm with the dog, with Chance, um, dogs are incredibly present. They may have trauma and trauma may cause them to behave a certain way, but when they're with you, they are incredibly present. So what happened two minutes ago, they don't remember. And they don't get impacted by that behavior or by that by that experience. So they're able to fully be present with you right then and there. So if you want to nap, they're going to nap. If you want to play, they're going to play with you. Like, And they're ready to go. Like I have, you know, I travel often and sometimes I take the dog, I take chance with me four in the morning if I'm like buddy let's go we need we need to go on a walk he is up you know even though he's tired and I know he's tired he is up and ready to go like the snooze button doesn't doesn't like doesn't exist for him so the so so with that and being grateful to live life how to circle that back around with gratitude gratitude is a state of being where it 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 guides your your mindset to be incredibly present and when you're grateful you that's all you're experiencing you're experiencing that that moment of gratitude and it's the same thing with the dog like dogs are so present so when i sometimes i observe him and i'm in my head and i'm like oh my gosh he is so present i need to just be grateful and be present that i'm alive right now this moment and then when it comes to the dog just always being ready to go it's 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 a form of motivation for me to keep pushing through, to keep going, to getting up every day, to, to do what I'm, uh, what I'm holding myself accountable to accomplish. I witnessed that in my dog. I, I, I observe him. Yeah, absolutely. They are so present. It's incredible. That is like goals for me because I struggle with being present and I like it in being with them in particular for me with my foster dogs that I've had in the past. And then my family dog who's been with us for 14 years. It's just like the 
how present they can be. Like, even if you accidentally like stepped on, like one time I accidentally stepped on my family dog and then like, he like, you know, let out a cry. I felt so bad. And then like seconds later, he's like coming to me for cuddles. Like they're, they don't hold exactly. grudges. They don't hold grudges. Like they're so present. Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, something that we need to learn, not to say that I hold grudges or that you hold grudges, but People hold on to things. We humans do, and they don't. And I think it's great. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And it's like, and it's not to say that we should take advantage of them not holding grudges, but it's to say, like, what can we learn and implement? Because we hold on to things, even if it's like things that we're doing to ourselves. And then we're like, you know, and um, they're unapologetically themselves. They're loving. They just have so many great more. I love them, clearly. <laughs> But yeah, so, okay. And then when you think about somebody who, you know, might want to get a dog without really uh, thinking about it, um, is there anything that you're like, okay, if you have this type of lifestyle or if you can't commit to X, Y, Z, then don't get a dog? Oh, okay. Uh, if you're someone who's always on the go. So one of the things is time, time and, and really being at home with the dog or not even necessarily at home, but having the dog around you. I myself, like, I work full-time right now, and during the week, the dog is with my mom. But in the evening, sometimes I'll take him back with me, or I will, and, and then on the weekends when I'm home, he's with me. And that's how I've raised my dog. And there are different ways to raise pets and, and whatnot, but for the little guys, like the little pups, they, they, tend, they, they tend to get attached to their owners, I would think. And so making sure that you're around the other is, I think you have to financially afford it. I pay, I pay a premium for my dog's health insurance every month, just in case something happens to him. Uh, we cook food for him, so it's chicken and organic veggies and grass-fed meat. Um, we take him to the vet. He needs his teeth cleaning. I mean, they are like a little child. Um, they need toys. They need. Like that enrichment is important. Yeah, and you want to make sure that the animal is well taken care of and is happy. So um, I would say to be completely realistic, like you, you do need to have a budget for raising a dog. Like you can't just feed it human food or, you know, whatever pizza you're eating. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And I don't recommend like poor dog food either. I mean, they, they do need to be eating healthy, in my opinion. Um, and lastly, I would say is, I know this sounds a little scary, but consider it a long-term commitment because I think one of the most hurtful things to do is to rescue a dog and then give it up after a month or two and because you just physically can't. I understand life circumstances and things happen where, I don't know, you know, major things happen where you physically may not be able to take care of a dog. There's options to like leave the dog with another friend or family for a short period of time and then have the dog back with you. But I would, I would say, um, consider it a lifetime commitment until, you know, until death does you a part with you and your pup. Yeah, it is. It is a lifetime commitment. If you are not with it, then please don't get a dog. It's like, I often say, um, whenever somebody shares like a story with me of someone who's like given up their dog for reasons that are be like that, you know, if it's like you said, like something happens, you lose your job, you have to move. They don't, you know, life can happen and that 
we, we can't plan for that. What I do say for those who like give up their dogs, you know, after a month or two, because they're like, oh, this, this dog was too active. Let's say it's like, well, a dog is not like a baby in the sense that you can't have a dog by accident. You can have a baby by accident, but you can't have an animal by accident. Like it's an intentional thing you're doing. You're going to the shelter or if you're buying. And so then in making that choice, you need, it's your responsibility to do the research. It's your responsibility to look up that particular breed you're considering. Are they a work, like a working dog that needs two hours of exercise? Are they a more like couch potato? Like it's your responsibility to do that research. And then, you know, your lifestyle, your personality, is this a good fit or not in turn? And then also, obviously there's sometimes behavioral issues that might just develop because like we said, they have their own personality. So if you do get a dog that doesn't listen when it comes to the leash, like pools a lot, then it's like, are you willing to invest in training or is that going to be a no, like a, a breaker? And then you're just going to like give up the dog because you, you, you know, so I just think that, yeah, that's a really important point. Life commitment. And, and they love you and you will love the dog. So it will be hard to give them up. But I think that would be the biggest thing. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I have some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What advice would you give your 14 year old self? Don't be afraid. The sky is the limit. The world is your oyster. And then what is one thing you do for self care? Go to the beach. Ooh, yes. And you live in California, so you can do that like all the time. <laughs> or traveling, traveling. I travel a lot. Is there someone in your life that you'd like to thank today for supporting you in a way that they might not know has impacted you? Uh, well, I am. <laughs> I do practice a lot of gratitude and I lead events. So it's, it's a little challenging for me because I am pretty transparent with the people in my life to thank them for how they have impacted me. But I would say right now, biggest person, like the most important person would be my sister. And I think she knows that, but it never hurts to acknowledge again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a resource or a book that you feel changed your life? Yes. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I highly recommend it. Oh, yes. It's on my list. And oh, have you read it? No, I actually own the book. I own oh, it. I haven't started it. You've got to read it. It's an easy read. Read it. It's a great, great book. Okay. I'm going to let you know when I read it. Um, and then my last question is, if you could speak to Chance and he could understand you, what would you tell him? Uh, I do speak to him and I think he gets me. <laughs> I think he understands, but I would tell him that I love him and he is the most important little furball in my life beautiful i'm sure he knows that and he feels it thank yeah. you so much okay if people want to follow you where can they find you oh that's great they can find me online at asaldeen.com i have my events and coaching services there i also have my instagram handle is asaldeen a-s-a-l-d-e-a-n i'm also on facebook same thing, A-S-A-L-D-E-A-N. Perfect. It's in the show notes. Thank you for your time. I'm so grateful. Wishing you and Chance all the best. Thank you. It's so nice to connect with you, Raquel. And I acknowledge you for raising awareness to support animal adoption in a healthy and, and right way and doing that through 
sharing just personal stories of individuals such as myself. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mi gente, I hope you enjoyed listening to Asal share about her adoption experience with Chance. I wanted to reiterate some things she said. So when you're thinking of getting a dog, it's a lifetime commitment. And what I mentioned of it, it's not something that happens by accident is when you have a child, some pregnancies are planned and then we have some, as we know, that are unplanned, right? So that's something that it's like, okay, shit happens in life, right? When it comes to a dog, you can't really have that happen by accident unless there's like a dog that shows up in your doorstep. And then if you're finding a home for it, that's fine because you didn't ask for that dog to show up on your doorstep. When you get a dog and you either get it because you adopted or, or through a breeder, that you're intentionally going to get this dog. And so you need to understand that by you doing that, you're making a lifetime commitment because they are sentient beings. They will get attached to you. They will love the shit out of you. And so for you to just take it like, oh, I'm just going to see if it doesn't work out, I'll give this dog up. It's so unfair to this living, breathing thing feels so many different emotions including depression including happiness and so for you to just get a dog and then decide two months later it doesn't fit your lifestyle is not fair and so there are ways you can find out does this dog fit my lifestyle some of the things you can do is you and i've mentioned this in other episodes but you could go ahead and foster right to test it out you can volunteer and walk dogs at the shelter you could dog sit a friend's dog you could go on what's it called rover <laughs> you can go on rover or wag and then sign up to dog sit so there's many things you can do before deciding do you want to make this lifetime commitment because if you make the decision that i'm going to adopt this dog because this dog is cute let me tell you the cuteness doesn't hold up if you're not willing to commit because cuteness is not going to want to get you up and going on a two hour walk. It's not, cuteness is not going to make you want to invest in really good quality food. Right. And so it's a lifetime commitment. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm ranting, but it's so, so important. Only get a dog if you are willing to make a lifetime commitment. If not, then, you know, work with them in another capacity. You could walk them on the weekends. You could go ahead and foster, like I said, you could do temporary things and it's fine. Or you could even volunteer your services if you love dogs, but you're not wanting to commit. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just about being honest with what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. So I really wanted to reiterate that important notion. If you have a friend who's thinking of getting a dog and it's just based on a breed, like that breed is so cute and and you just feel like their lifestyle doesn't mesh like send them over this episode and they're sending you know send it with love because it's important for people to know what they're signing up for the other thing is if you have been enjoying paws and perros and you have not left a review can you please 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 take the next minute or two to leave a review let me know what you're thinking let me know your thoughts it's just it helps me out it honestly lets me know like are you enjoying this? Um, you could even go ahead and post on your story that you heard today's episode, share it, I'll reshare it. And also it's just honestly going to really make my day. So as you can imagine doing a podcast, in addition to my nine to five, in addition to my baby girl and just all the things in between, it takes a lot of time and I love promoting this message. I just want to make sure that 
you are enjoying it. And so if I get that feedback, it's going to help me keep going and it's going to help the show grow. It's going to help get more dogs adopted, help get more people in pet-based businesses. So I truly cannot do this without your support. If you're loving this, please take a second, leave a review. If you look at the show notes of this episode, there's going to be a link. You just click it, leave a review. Literally one to two sentences, I swear. You don't have to write anything long. Leave it there and let me know your thoughts. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And as our guest speaker today mentioned, lead life with gratitude. Take a moment in addition to leaving a review. What are you grateful for today? I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you for your time. 